Watch out, lungs! <laughs> and welcome back to an anime club after dark special my name is alex but you can call me senpai and joining me tonight i have our chivalry of shota shotaro your fave could never <laughs> i don't know why i'm surprised by any of your intros anymore but yes we tonight as i alluded to are doing our fifth uh episode episodic review of sarah zen my so uh show me there was some fucking knowledge dropped on us on this in this episode, especially about Kazuki. So much knowledge. I I know. I almost felt like I've been taken to school. Um, so probably the biggest thing. Well, I, a couple of big things, but one of the biggest things that was revealed in this episode is that Kazuki's fucking adopted. I was so surprised. Well, I shouldn't be at this point, but like. Revealing that he's adopted is such a, it's such a, like, a real, I don't know, I want to say realistic, but it's such a, it speaks to the struggles of uh, real people who are adopted, so it's, like, very relatable. It's believable. I don't know It's very believable. believable. It's very relatable, not to me personally, but to, like real it's like it's a real it's it's applicable to real life there i know english there you go yes yeah, english is not your strong suit uh, <laughs> yeah i think so too i think it lends itself to some credibility of i like i i'm an only child and i know you have a sibling but it's a biological sibling um but i don't know what it's like to be adopted i don't know what it's like to live in a non-biological family but I can assume that this is kind of what it would be like, where you would never feel that close to your adopted family. Maybe eventually you would, but I have to believe that in the beginning, you probably wouldn't feel very close to this family, especially if you knew your biological family that you were adopted from in the past. I, it, by the way, if anyone can actually speak to this down below in the comments, I'd like to actually hear people's thoughts on this who maybe have been adopted if to know if that's what it's actually like. Yeah, and like this show is really good at uh throwing the viewers off guard by like filling the show up with like really weird uh, supernatural things and then out of nowhere swinging you with a plot twist that's really applicable to real life so it's like we we talked about it before it's like a fucking pendulum like it goes one way and then right back to reality fantasy reality fantasy reality yeah it's really a really big mood swing there <clears throat> just a bipolar anime mm-hmm. <laughs> so something that was also said and i i do want to talk about this so in there's a flashback scene where Kazuki is in a hospital room with his dying was, was grand, yeah grandfather yeah. um who looks at him like holds his hand and says that his mother the, the the exact quote is your mother was a sloppy woman now when i read that my immediate thought was oh he's trying to say his mother was a slut and that's why he was given up for adoption that's what I that's what I took from it. I was so confused because when he said your mother, I thought he was talking about 
the mother that was standing right next to him, aka his adopted mother. So I'm like, which would be severely which, rude. Which makes, but like it makes sense in that the grandfather would know about what the adopted mother, like about the adopted mother's life, because they're related biologically. The grandfather and the adopted mother are related biologically, so it would make sense for the grandfather to be talking about the mother in the room, but. On the second watch, I'm like, oh, he's talking about his biological mother that yeah. the grand that his not that his adopted grandfather doesn't know, and he's just saying this is a sloppy woman. And I'm just like, okay, because at first I didn't get that, and then it finally took me th- some mental acrobatics to know which mother he was talking about. And you know, my my immediate reaction to that line was, oh, his biological mother must be a slut, but. I also kind of wonder what is like what's the general consensus on adoption in Japan like is it frowned upon is it is it smiled upon I don't know I don't know how the Japanese and society view people who are adopted so maybe that has something to do with it I don't know it's so mysterious to me I think I've just interpreted it as um the mother's like giving the child to someone else is like being sloppy. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I, I I'm I'm kind of hoping that maybe there's some I, kind a of really weird phrase, and I don't really know what that means. Yeah, and it was also said right before he died, so who knows? Maybe the fucker was out of his mind. Um. So something else that happens in this episode is we kind of are introduced to the fact that Kazuki envies. Toei, but it's not exactly it's not explicitly explained why he envies him but you i think that you kind of get the feeling that it's because he has a biological brother and kazuki doesn't is that right that's the only explanation i can think of but it still doesn't make sense because Toei is like separated from his biological brother so but at least he has one i mean kazuki I'm sure Kazuki has one too, but he just doesn't want to. He's also separated from. Like he doesn't want to learn about his biological family. Maybe, or maybe he is an only child, biologically speaking. Maybe it still doesn't um, make sense to me. This is the, but that's I the do, most likely explanation. I, I do kind of agree with you, although I almost think it's it's a little bit more than that. It's because he actually has had a biological. A connection with his biological family even though some of them aren't around anymore or maybe he's envious of his is of toei's relationship with chikai maybe maybe that's what he's envious of maybe maybe in his mind having a bad relationship is better than having no relationship at all wait why, the, why is that know. a bad relationship uh, it's not exactly the healthiest relationship well chikai so- isn't the most like not the someone you want to look up to. Yeah, not the best role model. But he's fucking learned... he's fucking waterboarding people in his bathtub. I mean, oh well, I think more. What I'm saying is that Chikai and Toei are like there's no there's no lies between them. Like they True. they're very yeah. open about everything, and then Kazuki is lying to Haruka. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Um. And then I find I found it funny that Toei actually ends up going with Kazuki to help him do this ridiculous 
so he he's going to uh, Azuma Sarah meetup, but the whole point is Kazi is going there to let's not mince words to fucking kidnap her and replace her on the stage at the meetup, right? Uh-huh. Now, why I don't understand why Toei would go along with this. It's not like he's actually wants to have a relationship with Haruka. Hmm. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't understand why he went along with it. But you know, I, you know, I will suspend disbelief long enough to say, okay. <laughs> I think it was kind of hinted, like when Kazuki was asking Toei for help, and then they went to a ramen shop, and mm. then Kazuki was essentially eating the ramen as Azumasara, and then Toei mm. was like, "Oh, you slurped down those noodles really well." I can help you. <laughs> no, but isn't that literally what happened? I mean, yes, it is, but good lord. You had to bring that up. Now I'm thinking, God, there's so much gay imagery going on here. Are you surprised? No. I was, however, surprised to find out in this episode that the the real Azuma Sarah is a Kappa. I... That shocked me. <laughs> the first time I watched this episode... I didn't understand that. I thought she was just like a mystical uh, marshmallow. But uh, now I realize on my second viewing that I'm a literal idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, that's obviously a Kappa. Yeah. I'm um, like, now, well, not, interesting. Now, she's not a Kappa in the sense that like Kazuki into, and Toei are Kappas because they're like green Kappas, like a traditional, the way you traditionally think of a Kappa like a little water demon, like a turtle. But she is a white, I guess white-skinned would be the right term. Albino like Kepi. is the politically correct term. Okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever. But she she is similar in appearance to Kepi. I think she's queen. Or Maybe. she's the princess. Or I, she's got to in some way be related to Kepi, right? I don't know. Maybe she's probably part of the royal family, yeah. Maybe, maybe. And I wonder if even Kepi knows that. Mm, probably mm. not. Mm. I think I think Kepi would um kind of like kidnap her himself if he knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but I, and it was really funny the way it was portrayed like Toei keeps trying to lock her up and she uses her Kepi form to constantly escape from being locked up yeah that was uh and at at the as uh every time she escaped she was like I don't know what she said she had a catchphrase and then she like did a pose and it was funny something something decent exactly it's kawaii yeah (laughs) it's idol like very much so and i would also while we're on the topic of azumasara i would just like to (laughs) point out that i just realized that there are rainbows in her eyes and i never yes (laughs) it took me a while (laughs) but i realized that and i'm like wow she's such an lgbt icon oh my god (laughs) i would think that kazuki would be more of one but he doesn't have rainbows in his eyes no, but he does cross-dress. <laughs> anyway, so something that happens at the um, at the fan meetup 
Kazuki is more or less outed as being the imposter who's been sending messages to Haruka for. I don't. Has it been established exactly how long this has been going on? Mm. At least, at least since we don't have a timeline. For, I don't think no, so. the, no, I don't know. I don't know if a specific timeline has been established yet. But basically, the, the jig is up. Yeah. Actually, I don't know how this even started. Like, how would that even work? I don't know. I was thinking about that, too, once this was all said and done. I'm thinking, how? how what was the initiating action that got her believing that you were Sara? Yeah, how does he text you and think it's Sara? See, I, I thought that, too. It's like, well, maybe he has two phones, but again, that's a little... Eh, maybe they could be using some kind of an app where he can hide his identity. I don't know. But anyway, best not to think about these things. It's an anime. Yeah. (laughs) But so I have, I have something I want to say about that. Um, He is essentially outed as being an imposter and it's done in such a way where it's very reminiscent of how um, people who happen to be, uh, LGBT back in the day, maybe not so much anymore, but would be accidentally outed publicly, and they're so shocked by it that they just run away and cower in fear. Maybe it's very. I, I thought there was a lot of of similarities in how it was portrayed. Him being outed as the imposter here, and how LGBT people used to be, how used used to act when they were accidentally outed publicly. Hmm. It was definitely very. Uh, I want to say cringy, but it's like very much secondhand embarrassment watching the manager pull off his wig. That was kind mm-hmm. of like, ooh. But it's is, also uh... again something that seems like you know it. Not necessarily the whole hijacking a fan meetup thing, but the way he's outed. It's something you can see actually happening. Mm, maybe more for like trans women. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not so much for gay people or, you know, gays, lesbians, bisexuals, but certainly for people who are trans and like to cross-dress, you could see it being that way for them. Well, if they're trans and they're not cross-dressing. Well, yeah, I get, you don't have to be trans to cross-dress, yes. Um, but I don't know. I, I just thought there was there was something about that that struck me as just very similar to being outed for your sexuality. I didn't catch that, but that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> again, so much fucking knowledge getting dropped this time. The leaking scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn that one of the things that Haruka has from Kazuki's biological mother, somehow, is he has a sachet that she has, which was like the fucking word of the day with Oh my god, it is like a word of the day. I found so out funny. I found out in this episode that there is no specific Japanese word for a sachet. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it like just a charm? Well, yeah, they use sachet as like its literal like old definition of a scented pouch that women used to carry around. In like what age? Um, huh? <laughs> what? At In what age? No, like at what like era? Oh, I don't. I just know that that's what sachets were originally meant for. It was for like a scented pouch you would carry around to cover up body odor. Honey, that's what I put in my fucking 
bag so that they don't get wet. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we find we find that out, and it's like it's another mystery. It's like another mystery on top of the fifty million mysteries I we know. already have. Like, when I... how does? How does Har does Haruka does Haruki even know that Kazuki isn't his biological brother? How did he fucking meet his biological mother? As, I don't know. As soon as I saw that sachet, all I could think of is this makes no sense, and my mind was just blank. I'm just like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't understand. I don't. Know <laughs> I don't either. understand. Um. <clears throat> But when they go and do the Kappa zombie fight, um, the uh, Kazuki, Inta, and Toei are, for the first time, not able to defeat the Kappa zombie. They didn't uh, penetrate. They didn't go in the butt. They did. They didn't go deep enough into the butt. Yeah, they went in, but they didn't go deep enough, you know. Mm. Yeah, because you got to get in there real deep Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you're a Kappa. Um and we find out what happens when you don't defeat a Kappa zombie. You can't return to your human body. Mm. You have to stay a Kappa. Where's the downside? <laughs> um, no one being able to see you. Although, is that really a con or a pro? <clears throat> Up to you. I, it depends on how you want to look at it. Is it a glass half full, glass half empty? You decide. Um, it's a glass full of ass juice is what it is hey but is it half full or half empty who cares it's full of ass juice (laughs) all right so (laughs) in the uh in the big giant uh flashback scene that we got also in this episode um we first of all we got to see kazuki's biological mother um and uh we found out that this event is actually what we're seeing at the beginning of the anime in episode one, he's actually walking to to the train station to meet his biological mother. Yeah, that's like so a callback. Again, the, the fucking yeah, exactly. The, the, this this episode had a lot of callbacks to stuff we saw in previous episodes. Um, I thought that was a really great way to bring it back to episode one. It's like you finally realize the significance of what you saw, which at first you thought, well, this is kind of random, but it's not. No, it's not. This actually has a fucking purpose, which you will see later. And it all it makes me think about it makes me think that everything I've seen so far that seems random out of place will eventually be um, explained like this. You hope, you know. Oh, I so, yeah, I hope. I like as much as I've invested in this so far, I would certainly hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, um, you also find out why we fa- we find out exactly why Hark is in a wheelchair too. Oof, big oof, big fucking oof. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we find out that um, Haruka had wanted to go to wanted to go to the train station with Kazuki, but Kazuki wanted to uh, basically go by himself and see his mother off at the train station. Um, so he decided to run across a busy intersection uh, and leaving Haruka alone on the other side, but Haruka tried to chase after Kazuki and ended up getting hit by a car. And this presumably broke at least both of his legs. Um, I'm also presuming that since it's turned him into a paraplegic, also caused some nerve damage, although it's I don't think it's been explicitly stated whether the paralysis is 
permanent or not, but it's certainly implied that it is. Well, now we understand uh, why Kazuki is so desperate to make Haruka happy. Because, guilt. Uh, yeah. Guilt, <laughs> he broke guilt is the, a power. He broke the child's lungs. <laughs> guilt is a very powerful motivator. Uh, people don't realize that until you actually get motivated by guilt. But guilt is a very powerful motivator. Oh, man. Feels bad. And, you know, yeah. Um, and, again, another thing we've learned the significance of from episode one is why there seems to be so much, like, apprehension around pedestrian crossing signs. Well, in uh, our review of the first episode, I was... <laughs> I pointed out the pedestrian walk sign that we saw in the first 15 seconds, and I was like, this is so monogatari. But they didn't put it mm-hmm. in randomly. It was for a purpose. So yeah, that was very interesting. I was appreciative of the surreal becoming real, as we see a lot of in this show. Yes. Um, and, and that makes the end title card even that much more poignant i want to connect but i can't be forgiven big oof yeah big oof um i do want i i i'm curious you don't have to answer this question if it's too much of a personal question but i'm I'm curious uh-huh. have you or anyone you've ever known been the direct cause of someone getting hurt very very badly uh not that i can remember so probably not because i should remember <laughs> Because I, I never have either, but I can imagine that people who maybe just, are responsible... Well, maybe maybe I just don't have a sense of out. responsibility. I just forget. Maybe. Every, maybe you were a sociopath. Honey, who don't I hurt? Everyone I meet, I leave a deep scar, physically and emotionally. Yes, ain't that the truth. <laughs> um, but I, I can imagine this This is a very realistic depiction of, you know, m- he maybe goes a little bit too far and may need some mental help. But I can understand Kazuki's, like, guilt-ridden persona of just wanting to make Haruka happy because you feel so guilty about what you've done. And Haruka probably doesn't actually blame Kazuki. That's probably the thing that cripples him the most. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem that a Haruka or his parents blame Kazuki. Yeah, I, I just... It's all just in Kazuki's head. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the part of it that's probably killing him the most is that uh, inside is that Haruka probably doesn't blame Kazuki at all for this, even though Kazuki feels all the guilt for it. Wait, eating who up? Haruka? No, no, it's eating Kazuki up knowing that Haruka doesn't blame him, even though he blames himself. I guess. I don't know. I I just feel like that's a very realistic representation of how guilty someone can feel upon being the primary reason someone gets paralyzed. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, I I feel like it's it's a great way to make that end card stick out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I want you to definitely connect, but I can't see be forgiven. The end card really sums up uh, all of Kazuki's dark feelings about himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think on that cripplingly depressing note, <laughs> we have to end oh, this is that, episode. Is that I'm... a pun on how he crippled Haruka? 
Yes, it is very nice. <laughs> but yes, on that note, I'm going to wrap it up there for this episodic review of Sarah's and my thank you all there for dropping into list as we hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or comments, or if you have any ideas for topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, show. Pepe the Frog is the best, Kappa. Keto.